Welcome to the Heart Rate Variability Podcast, where we explore the exciting science behind heart rate variability. The material discussed in this podcast should not be taken as medical advice. Please check with your medical provider to make sure any suggestions or strategies are right for you. Visit us at the OptimalHRV.com website to learn more about the Optimal HRV app, download a free copy of Matt's book, Heart Rate Variability, and also get show notes and additional resources around heart rate variability and its applications. Hello, everybody, and welcome again to another episode of the Heart Rate Variability Podcast with my partner in crime, Mr. Matt Bennett. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Uh, not too bad. Uh, life is going back to teaching first grade, so I'm saying goodbye. I'm <laughs> the saying first goodbye grade germs to... will be back in the house, my Yeah, friend. saying goodbye to summer, Sarah, and hello to first grade germs. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know by the time she might go back, everybody might be a mask again. We'll, we'll see. It's uh, yeah, yeah a scary times. So, as we've ebbed and flowed with this pandemic throughout the podcast, uh Seems like we're entering some weird new phase of this. So, yeah. <laughs> no kidding, man. Considering when we started this, right before, was it right before or right after? I can't remember when. Yeah, right around. Yeah. yeah. Right <laughs> around when COVID hit. Yeah. The uh, the topics are, are definitely, or initial conversation definitely has a theme to it, doesn't it? Yeah. For, for somebody picking this up new, boy, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll retake you through the last year and a half if you need it. So. No kidding. That's it. Well, we're uh, halfway through the Olympics. You've been enjoying them? Yeah, it's been fun to see. I know we talked about Simone Biles. I, I still think that that's uh, uh, a very interesting thing to see resonate uh, kind of throughout the sports world and beyond. So even since our last podcast, you know, she decided not to compete um, in any of the events. And, you know, it's been really interesting. One of the things that, that I thought, uh, and I think you're right around the age, uh, it may have been a little bit more formative for me, but, uh, uh, you know, the, was it Carrie Stronker? I, I may be mispronouncing her name, but, uh, I think Carrie is right. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, it was like the, the young lady who with a broken foot, uh, did the vault and won the gold medal for the USA team. And there's been some Really good stuff. Um, wow. You know, I don't know about that. That's crazy. Oh yeah, she. I also remember it because she had a guest star appearance on nine hundred two one zero too. So, <laughs> so you know, we're we're generationally we're not that far apart, but you know, a few uh, years can make a big difference with that. Yeah, you know, when life. you got that guest spot on nine hundred two one zero back in the day, it, it kind of meant something. So that's how big <laughs> of a star she became, but it's really interesting to see. And I just saw something come out about a Russian Soviet union athlete at the time about how we pushed, uh, you know, again, gymnasts being under just like tremendous uh, risk for serious injury again. And, and there, there's actually some, uh, you know, narrative between her and the coach about she didn't think she could do it and how she basically got forced into, uh, making a jump and we celebrated that so much for so many years you know that that I think that we've got this really nice reset uh right now and again I I Michael Phelps is I I think also just being very very vulnerable about his experience um as well and again I just hopefully this opens it up a little bit for the rest of us uh to to, to really start to pay attention to mental health 
um, with with maybe a little less flexibility that we have to show up when we have to show up. If you think about, again, we're not flipping upside down, most of us, but <laughs> you do our day-to-day work, whether that's being a parent, whether that's, you know, being an employee. But I, I think there's some really good lessons here that I hope maybe changes our perspective a little bit on, you know, is it is it really that important if somebody doesn't, you know, do a sport? You know, and just I, I think to th- rethink this is probably really healthy for us. So it's been fascinating on so many levels. These games have absolutely, yeah, no kidding. It, it, especially considering they're a year late, they're they're yeah. being compete. You know, they're, they're competing them in very strange circumstances. Yeah, and uh, for this stuff to come out and continue to raise awareness around this stuff, I think is very cool and yeah, unexpected. Frankly, I mean, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think it's opening up this whole new discussion. And uh, yeah, I think it's an exciting time, you know, to be in the mental health field and watch how we went from nobody wants to admit they're struggling to people will get a lot of support for that that vulnerability. And I think that's a good place to be. And we got a lot more work to go. But, you know, I, I think these younger generations, the stigma around mental health is not nearly what it was, uh, you know, even maybe 10, 15 years ago, which is really exciting mm-hmm. uh, to see. And I hope we start to pay our mental health professionals in a way where we will have the capacity uh, to meet that growing need. Uh, just because people are more willing and able doesn't mean that it's available. And, you know, usually the people without as many resources and money are usually the ones that are sometimes under a lot harder stress because of poverty and have less access to those. So, so hopefully we also pay attention to building the, the next generation of great mental health professionals to, to come out here and meet this need. Cause I think we're, we're in a really important time in our history as that's concerned. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So I got us a little off topic there, but uh, I think that that's good to sort of discuss up front. I know it kind of relates back to what we talked about last week. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this episode's a little bit of a, a continuation to some extent of what we talked about last week. And, you know, as we, as we sort of bridge the gap here between, um, you know, our, our sort of podcast frequency. Yeah. Uh, we want to reconnect with, with the folks that haven't, haven't uh, connected with over the last, you know, I don't know, two months or whatever it was before we put the last one out. And as we have some very cool content coming here, you know, towards the end of August into September and October, um, you know, what's on your mind today? How how do you, how do you want to proceed, uh, you know, with the the conversation from last week? Yeah. So, so I wanted to just, uh, you know, we talk a lot about uh, with heart rate variability uh, and our, our app and in kind of one of the ways we looked at it, was sort of the in of one. Um, and when I, when I say in of one, you know, in the research studies that you'll see, you always have an in, which is the number of people in the study. And with heart rate variability, there's been population norming and a whole lot of things with larger ends. But what I really love about HRV is that in of one and questions that you can ask, you know, about yourself and your own health and wellness. And so, I would like to share just a little bit of some insights that I have had, not so much to make this about me, but but to talk about kind of how I look at the end of one. Um, you know, so so while I'll give specific examples in my own life, 
um, you know, hopefully more so putting this out of, hey, you know, how do you sort of take these scores, these numbers, and really kind of ask questions against them? Because, you know, well, HRV, no, we know measures cognitive health, how, how well that prefrontal cortex is working, uh, emotional, mental health, uh, all both both the cognitive and the social health helps with this, your, excuse me, the cognitive and the emotional helps with the social health and also medical health. It is a number. And so while there's a lot in that number, it gives you a number to sort of ask questions again. So, um, and I've been fairly vulnerable about this in the podcast, uh, is that the last year and a half, for a lot of us, including myself, haven't been an easy stretch. Um, you know, we, we've kind of joked back and forth. If you were to pick a the worst day in our lifetime, maybe to launch an innovative app, it would probably be like March 9th, 2020, which was <laughs> the launch date for the Optimal HRV app. Um, but, but you know, you know I, I look back and, and using this from an HRB perspective, kind of want to look back on some of the insights that I've gained. And Jeff, love for you to throw anything in here as well with, with some thoughts that, that you might have. But, you know, and, and I've been pretty upfront. It's been a tough year. Yeah, you know, uh, yep. both all the hard work that we put in, uh, investment we put into getting this app to the market, having working hard to get some initial organizations working with us, and then... Obviously, again, March 9th, 2020, if you don't remember what was going on in the world at that time, just go Google it. Uh, it's right when the pandemic hit and all that focused. Um, also being where, you know, in my small business outside, heart rate variability, about 90% of my revenue came from in-person training. Um, you probably weren't involved with a lot of in-person trainings over the last uh, 18 months. And so, you know, all of a sudden I went from looking at, boy, this could be my best year ever. And, and a lot, both excitement with, you know, the new app and getting this on people's, you know, ears and fingers, um, you know, had a great schedule of trainings all lined up. Uh, I went from looking really great. I, I remember one my, well, at least last time I got in an airplane, I was you know, a visiting chair uh, at Texas Christian University in Fort Worth. Like, I, I never thought, I don't, I don't know what that really means, but it sounds fancy, you know? <laughs> it does, I agree. I, I know, like, I was a visiting chair. Chair <laughs> what? I'm not sure, but hey, you know, uh, you know, so it was like this. Minor like, details. Yeah, I know, but but it was kind of fancy, you know, TCU, Absolutely. top 50 university, you know, all this kind of stuff. So I, I was kind of having a, you know, you know, victory lap in my own head, at least. And, you know, then everything went to shit uh, in March, <laughs> you know, so, so, you know, and, and looking at this with my heart rate variability uh, was an interesting thing, because, you know, around that time in March, uh, my RMSSD with if you're not familiar with that algorithm, Really, the the why we chose it uh, as a central measure in the, the app was it's the best researched uh, you know algorithm out there for figuring out heart rate variability. And so, you know, my uh, population norm is about twenty three. Uh, so, someone with a male of my age, uh, twenty three is is really the average, even though the standard deviation is quite wide. So, you know, I was around a 45 uh, when the, the pandemic hit, which means I was doing pretty good. Yeah, you know, uh, I, you know, again, with a big standard deviation, you know, you can't do too many victory laps about 
you know, you want to compare it more to yourself. But, you know, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm almost doubling my population norm average. And then when everything hit, you know, I saw that drop by about 15%, um, you know, which, which doesn't surprise me of trying to figure out, okay, how do I keep my life going? <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. uh, I'll send my income, you know, I love being kind of a part of small businesses, love the lifestyle, but boy, you know, nobody, if you're not making money, you're not getting paid. So, That's right. you know, it was like rushing to see how I could put scratch and, you know, everything together thinking, do I have to actually go get a real job? Haven't had one of those in like a decade and a half. And so, you know, just, just kind of that stress. And I saw, you know, even though, you know, a 15% job doesn't sound like a lot, it's, it would be where normally I was starting to feel burned out. Like, like that is my early indicator of a 15% drop in my score. Again, I'm still above my, my uh, population norm average, but I know I'm not at my best. And, you know, with that, you know, level of uncertainty and stress going on for uh, 15 months, uh, there was wear and tear, you know, and I could really sort of feel that um, coming into this summer. Um, you know, now I, I changed where now I can say about 90% of my revenue comes from Zoom trainings. You know, you know, I, I was able to adapt. Uh, pub we published a book we weren't planning on writing. Um, you know, so, so a lot of really cool things happened. And you know, was able Absolutely. to re recover in a lot of ways, but I never kind of got a chance to breathe. <laughs> you know, it was Definitely. always like, you know, I was trying to catch up, um, both just with the work, all of a sudden people transitioned to Zoom and everybody wanted to get trained. So um, just trying to catch up financially, all, all these different pressures on board. And so, you know, that 15% that drop, it probably maintained a 15 to 20% drop uh, going into the summer. And I knew that that was like a good representation of where my mental health was, is that right. I, I could still show up and do a three-hour Zoom training and I think give at least 99% of myself, but I didn't have much to give after that. You know, it was pretty much dude, I could go all out and then I pretty much had to crash and then I could go all out again um, uh, with it. And then, you know, what I really kind of want to talk about is one is just to admit, I think sometimes the vulnerability of saying, you know, a lot of these HRV podcasts, which, which I love out there, it's like, you know, they dropped some Navy SEAL three miles offside San Diego with a hundred pound weight on his back and he swam in and then ran up to like San Francisco. Like, you know, <laughs> we, we look at some of these people like just badasses, right? And like, you know, as I, I like to say, we're just kind of the HRV for everybody else uh, mm -hmm. with this. <laughs> you know, the, the, the real people out there who may not want to swim three miles with a hundred pound weight on their back. Um you know, and so, you know, as I came out of this in a, uh, I would say, uh, a tired and exhausted uh, place, I, you know, in my, like, when I think about burnout, I wasn't kind of having the shame, guilt, and doubt, that cynicism and callousness, those later stages. I was just really tired, Jeff. And so, so I was like, okay, I, I got to do something. And one of the things that luckily, and with a whole hell of a lot of acknowledgement of the privilege that I was able to pull this off was to uh, spend the summer up in the mountains. Um, and the mountains are 
why I live in Colorado. Um, I, I love you, Jeff, but oh boy, you know, the, those mountains uh, are, are another huge variable in my uh, decision to make uh, Colorado the, my home likely for the rest of my entire life. You're number two on the list, though. <laughs> it's a big drop off. Yeah, really well, it's, it's, it's pretty small, but, you know. So um, I was able to come up here, and the mountains have always been a place, uh, especially growing up in the Midwest, just of, of just uh, I love them, you know, of a renewal. But, you know, I was interested in looking at this, and this is where this end of one kind of thinking comes in is, you, usually when you go up in altitude, your HRV at least has a, uh, a dip. Now, now, why would altitude dip HRV? Well, if, if you're not familiar with our lifestyle out here in the West, uh, Jeff and I live a mile above sea level. So in other words, we have less oxygen. Um, now, I think we, uh, uh, you know, our HRV scores at Denver, you know, are pretty much our HRV scores because you've lived in Denver pretty much all your life uh, or Colorado at least. And I've, I've been out there 20 plus years, but coming up to where I've been spending the summer, um, it's another mile in altitude up, which again, I, I thought my scores, I would see a, maybe a, maybe a 5% drop uh, initially. And then I, you know, probably see a rebound later on. I saw the exact opposite. So here I'm at, I'm in the mountains and probably about the fourth or fifth day I'm here, my HRV jumps to, um, I get my first score in the 115 range. Um, and just so people know, uh, my highest before that, which was an outlier in and of itself was like an 82. So I was like, whoa like what is going on here i was the like the opposite of what you expected yeah so i'm kind of clicking my reader i put it on again i try again same score and i'm like okay i was like this will work should i go to the hospital like I, 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 <laughs> everything i know this is good but like this is like a hundred point jump all of a sudden and then what I saw is it stayed up at that level, like consistently 100 point scores. Um, and I had to like question, OK, what is going on here? And there, there's a few things, again, with more for thinking than but but also some things that, that really took out. This is one is, you know, and it's hard. I don't live in a I don't live downtown Denver, but I live on a pretty urbanized uh, street in Denver, a lot of uh, townhomes, businesses. I love the street um, that I live on. But, you know, when I moved there, I could see the mountains. And now there's like two big things on both sides of me. So I didn't have much perspective, honestly. Like I'd go for a walk, sure. But most of the time I was kind of cooped up um, in my townhome um, without much like five feet this way, five feet that way, but not, not much natural light. So now come to the mountains, I can see 50 miles uh, to the continental divide, 20 miles that way, 50 miles the other way, just these beautiful mount peaks. And there's this thing that I, I started to Google because it's something that kind of seemed a little out there to me, though I, I appreciate I've seen enough of the science to um, talk about, but it's called forest bathing. Um, sounds very hippie, I, I know, but, <laughs> but there's this inner, and you can get hippie with it. I, I've seen 
you know, talk to the tree, embrace the tree. And, you know, yeah, I can go with you somewhat on that. But, you know, there, there's a lot of really nice research and some of it on HRV as well about the impact of nature on your overall health and wellness. And yep. I, I thought, okay, I, I get some of that for sure. Like that was part of my, like, I had questions of, hey, do I need to get my own mental health therapy? And I was going to hesitate to pull the trigger on that but but i just saw like these jumps and so what has changed my diet's pretty much remained the same um you know sleep probably improved a little bit though i struggled with sleep just because the altitude change um also because i'm in a beautiful spot i'm walking more um if you haven't been to colorado in the summertime it's kind of paradise 75 degrees sunny kind of thing so you know, I was probably walking six miles a day. I stopped running, which I thought was an interesting thing to watch with HRV. And not, I'm not running many marathons or anything like that right now. But, you know, just six to probably 10 miles a day of being out in nature hiking. And I saw this sustainable spike uh, go through uh, pretty much the entire summer. I woke up at 113 uh, today. So all of a sudden, what I thought was amazing was my uh, all-time average starting out, which was probably about a year's worth of readings, was like 40, about 45-ish. And then um, I'm sitting right now, my all-time average has jumped to 70, um, which is just like when you start to take all those numbers into context, it's just pretty amazing uh, to see that jump. The, the interesting thing, though, that's happened, and I, I know, Jeff, we were talking about this before we jumped on, is um, over the last about three weeks, uh, we have had a lot of, uh, not necessarily, we've been lucky, I believe, in Colorado overall yeah, with forest fires right. this year, but uh, our, our friends to the West uh, have not. And so yeah. we have had some, even in the mountains, just terrible air quality. And it's been amazing to watch my numbers drop usually not down in under 50 most days but in the 60s and 70s and one is like i'm not out as much because the research, the research around this is the particles are so small both for your lungs but also your brain so and i'm not kind of going on the the harder hikes either because i want to make sure i can breathe through my nose um, to filter some of it out, uh, possible. So, well, my, my activity levels dropped, I would say slightly because on good air days, I'm, I'm just trying to, I, I want to just destroy myself and go on really great <laughs> hikes, uh, because I know we'll probably get bad air days like we have today. So, so even interesting now to see you throw a different variable into it, still in the same place, still getting out to the mountains, not enough as far as like quality time in nature, but you know, I'm already seeing this, this decline and probably some of that is its impact on my ability to do what I wanna do. Um, but also I'm really worried about uh, these, the research coming out on what the, the smoke is uh, doing to our lungs and our brains and our bodies. So I'm trying to just minimize impact there, but I bet, you know, waking up with a sore throat, um, those sort of things, probably sleep quality. Um, now I'm seeing that this is lowering it. Uh, again, not back down to the 45, but, you know, sort of in the 70s, um, unless it clears up and then I see it like today, uh, you, you know, bounce back quite a bit. So 
Yeah, I, you know, I just kind of wanted to share that with folks because, you know, I think sometimes you get this number and if you don't kind of ask the question, why this number, you know, and this is where those, those seven day trends, 30 day trends, right. all time trends, you, you know, I just, I, I didn't think I'd get this powerful of an example where my all time average, which just was a lot of data before these last two months could jump. 25 points like yeah I, I, yeah i'm a little scared like what happens when i move back down to denver like <laughs> i'm gonna be really interested like i don't want to be in red every day like like so so i'll give an update okay. at some point about you know what what that transition I've, I've got one more week up here and then um you know I'll, I'll be up here quite a bit from time to time but i'm i'm full-time back down in denver uh so it'd be interesting to see you know what happens when that transitions back, especially it seems like we're hitting a, a kind of crappy stretch of air, uh, the jet stream yep. or whatever is dumping a bunch of stuff. So, so yeah, I, I just thought I would share that, not not to make it fully about me and my experience, but like this just, whole thing of forest bathing, I'm like, oh, you hippies, I love you, but you're, you know, and, <laughs> you know, I, without hugging a tree, um, you know, or talking to one, but just being in nature, pretty much you look, go out my deck, nature, back door, wetlands, and I've, I've watched, seen a dozen moose. I saw a bear uh, on a hike the other day, a little bigger than I would have appreciated, but yeah, we didn't bug each other too much. Uh, so, you know, it's like being in this environment just been like, uh therapy for me and then some like like i thought hey if i'm staying in the the 30s i was hoping some therapy and, and please here i may still engage in some mental health work but you know my whole thing was okay I, i've got some time this summer how do i recover and you know it's just great to see and measure to say okay i'm back baby i'm back and i don't even know where i'm at i don't know if i can maintain <laughs> where i'm at i, I imagine some uh, we maybe jump on a plane again and start traveling again like but mm -hmm. but it's just really interesting to see how even some things that i discounted um probably should have listened a little bit more to the research a little sooner so yeah well and i think i think that is most interesting about your story is the the environmental factor yeah that people probably, you know, when they, when they start to see changes in their scores, you know, how, what all are you incorporating to attribute those changes to? Right. You know, is it just your job? Is it just what's going on in the house? You know, have you thought about some of these other things like air quality? Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, that, that's something that most people probably aren't considering would, would affect this, but of course it can, you know I mean? Yeah. It, you know, it, it, all of the, all of that does. Right. And so I think it's, it, it's a good a good way to just sort of highlight when you see changes for the better, for the worse, really sitting down and taking the time to think about what could be contributing to it, you know, and absolutely. And a lot of it is stuff that's out of your control and then that's right. okay, you know, but understanding that is really going to help you change the way you're behaving, the way you're living when you can. Um, and, you know, accepting maybe some of the things that you can't, right? And that, right. That's okay. Absolutely. And then like the question that I, I think we were, we were talking about before we hit record here is, you know, do you go out for a run? We know exercise is really good. We, we are huge proponents of movement and exercise. 
And yet I, I would probably with the current air quality we have, I've decided not to like even, yeah, you know, cutting my, my outside walking time down, not sit out on the porch, which I hate because I got a great view and I know that that does good for me, but you know, it gives us a chance, you know, to kind of measure this and yeah, you know, there's an exercise bike uh, in the exercise room. I, I'll go jump on that for 45 minutes uh, today at some point. Uh, I'd much rather, trust me, my mountain bike is here. I found great trails, like to not to go to an exercise room versus mountain biking in the freaking Rocky Mountains. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not a choice I would make any other time, but it's like, okay, you know, I've got data that says, you know, I did spend a lot of time outside and here was the consequence of it. And so whether it's, like I said, whether it's pollutants, whether it's, you know, buying an air purifier, you know, these, these things should show up, um, again, maybe not in the way they have for me, because I, I still can't explain the tripling of my score. Like, I, I think, you know, spending time in the mountains is obviously great for me. But that just seems like even some of the experts we we're, we're have on our team, it's like, what's going on here? It's like, well, my peak <laughs> performers hit that level. And I'm like, well, that's not really me, but thanks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, so it does just give us this chance to say as life changes in whatever ways. And again, I, I think what HRV really did for me is during the pandemic, it allowed me to say, I'm not great, but I'm okay. And to me, that was sort of my mantra. It's like, I'm not great, but I'm okay. And I really try to focus on, I, I survived this thing, you know? Um, and, you know, and I knew I was going to be okay through it, but I didn't know what that would look like at this time when this whole thing crashed on our heads. And so, you know, I think just saying, I'm okay, I'm still performing population norms, which, you know, again, I'm trying to put a positive spin on it to some extent, but I knew coming in, I was not my best, but okay. And then to see, okay, what I decide my choices this summer, which I knew were going to be really healthy for me, uh, were actually way more powerful um, than I could ever imagine. And so, again, it gives us a chance to say, hey, I made this investment in my own mental health. Here's the payoff of it. And now how do I take this back? Uh, as I kind of get back to my my regular normal of being back in more of a metropolitan area, you know, I, I've been thinking about, hey, I've got two pretty lakes by my house. Maybe I try to, to get out there in those parks and try to walk around the lake instead of just walking on the sidewalk and, and doing that and trying to like, hey, I've got nature. It's not Rocky Mountain nature, but it's still beautiful parks right by my house you know, spending more time uh, there yeah, on you, the grass. Do you, do you jump in the car and drive the 15, 20 minutes to exactly. get to that, you know, yeah, absolutely. Get to the foothills and, and get in that a little bit more often? Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, I mean, it gives me good things to think about as I kind of think about, okay, what's my self-care plan? Because, Jeff, I want to stay in the hundreds. Uh, <laughs> I bet. Kind of not sure how I got here, but, uh, yeah, I kind of like to stay here. So, you know, again, even if you, you know, and I would encourage, like I said, I, I just, I think variables, I got lucky with the variables I put together this summer to some extent, because I was hoping I'd be in the fifties, um, you know, but Hey, you know, now I know with my HRV, 
burnout, what is probably my best? Yeah, taking a week off, getting back up in the mounds, you know, uh, you know, great. And the privileged life I live, I will just acknowledge that. I can afford it to get up to the mountains and I have mountains really close by. So I know not everybody has that. But again, not everybody, mountains are their thing either. Yeah, so, might be the beach, might be exactly. whatever it is for you. Trying to find your your long bike rides, you know, out in the country, whatever your thing is. But, you know, when you find those things, putting those together, uh, you know, especially now. And again, I just want to reinforce to people recovery plans. And again, let's let's follow what the lesson is by what, what's happened in the Olympics is take care of yourself. You know, that that investment, it's not just for you. It's for your family. It's for your co-workers. Um, you know, it's for those other people in your life as well. And so I, I just wanted to kind of share my story of, you know, switching some variables around, uh, investing, uh, in my own health and wellness, uh, what, what I've seen and the challenges that still exist. You know, again, I think too many people in these wellness podcasts is I've hit self-actualization, right? Drink my <laughs> shake, take my supplements, uh, do what I do. And I'm just like, hey, I stumbled upon this and this worked. And, you know, I think that that, you know, just gives folks permission unless you're that guru level, which I don't think they live the lives they want us to believe they live, um, trying to find those little things along the way that, you know, improve our wellness. And again, the great thing about heart rate variability, buddy, we can help you quantify that. So that that's just the really exciting thing is not only is it maybe, hey, I, I enjoy partying with my friends up in the mountains or on the beach for the weekend, may not be what you need because you've been drinking a little too much, uh, may they actually hurt your HRV. So it's trying to find that, that balance. Uh, I find up here, I can have like three IPAs on a, on a, on a Friday night, I actually wake up in the hundreds the next day. If I do that again on a Saturday night, I'm paying for it on Sunday. So, <laughs> so I mean, like I, I got my Friday, like three IPAs, uh, then I switched to kombucha on Saturday and then pretty much don't drink the rest of the week. But, uh, you know, I, I've got, I've got, I've even got my IPA, uh, quantity, uh, really honed in to say, yeah, I can do three and that's pretty much it. So, yeah. And just for you that don't know altitude, that, that's like a 24 pack of uh, Coors Light at sea level. So uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, I think you bring great perspective, um, you know, and sort of a unique situation to be able to add it for folks. You know, most people haven't had such large changes in their lifestyle over a short period of time and, and the ability to track what that does, um, you know, for their mental health. So I'm glad we're able to share it. Hopefully people found that to be insightful and inspiring to some extent. Yeah, and please uh, reach out to us, share your stories as well. Uh, YouTube's a great place to get that. I know there's a lot of ways to get podcasts, but um, also uh, OptimalHRV.com. Uh, uh, reach out to us. We'd love to hear your stories. Um, I'm always looking for new things to try. I know Jeff is as well, and uh, we would love to hear anything you might be doing uh, too. So, uh, and again, keep taking care of yourselves and, uh, we'll be back. I believe our next one is going to start to reveal some, uh, big news, uh, that we've been holding back on. And, uh, I, I think I was counting up. I think we have seven or eight podcasts, uh, 
that are Ray recorded. And so we'll be uh, pushing out a more aggressive uh, publishing schedule uh, very shortly, which I know, Jeff, you and I are both really looking forward to. Can't wait. Can't awesome. wait. And hopefully our listeners are as well. So again, everyone, thanks for, thanks for the time. We really appreciate everybody uh, tuning in and uh, we'll look forward to the next one. Take care.